Well, praise the Lord tonight, Wednesday night, Wednesday night Bible study. Praise God. Um, I'm praying that you and your family are still healthy, still safe, as we continue to make our way through the current situation, continuing to praise God, believe in God, trust God, follow God, uh, look to Him. Right? The Bible says we will lift up our eyes to the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord. Yes. Um, tonight I want to read something before we get into the Bible study. And um, it comes from Psalm 150. Uh, Psalm 150. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Amen. I love that scripture, amen, like many of you. I love that scripture. Um, one of the reasons why I love it is because God qualifies us for praise. Amen. Because, Amen. you know, in a world where people sometimes tell us we're not qualified for this or we're not qualified for that. Uh, how many of you know that we're all qualified to praise God? Amen. Amen. Because it says "Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And so here we are. Amen. With breath and with life and health and strength. That means we have the ability to praise God. We've been qualified to praise God. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so um, uh, God is worthy of the praise. So let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise Amen. ye the Lord. So right where you are, you can praise God. Amen. Tell him thank you. Give him glory. Give him honor. Give him praise. Amen. And know Amen. that you are qualified to do it. Amen. Amen. Praise God for that. God is worthy of the praise. Um, today, amen, I want you to turn with me, or I ask you to anyway, praise God, uh, to turn with me to Matthew 25. Uh, Matthew 25. And this is where we're going to begin with our Bible study tonight on this Wednesday night. Praise God. Matthew chapter 25. And... I'd like to read in your hearing verse from verse 35 down to verse number 40. So again, Gospel of Matthew chapter 25, praise God, to um, from verse 35 down to verse 40. Word of God says this, it says, For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in naked and you clothed me I was sick and you visited me I was in prison and you came unto me then shall the righteous answer him saying Lord when saw we thee hungry and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, 
Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Amen. Amen. Praise God for the reading of the word. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Father, we bless you uh, yes, on tonight, Father. oh God. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And yes, Father God, we just lift up our hands in the sanctuary of our hearts and we praise yes, Lord. the Lord. You, and Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this hour. We thank you for a time of visitation from the Lord our God. Father, we pray that you'll speak to our hearts, our minds, our yes, situation. Father and our circumstances god open our eyes cause us to see bless our ears to hear our hearts to receive and father give us hands to do the work feet to walk in your paths and father we just thank you oh god that you're continuing to work on us yes. transforming us by the renewing of our mind and uh, just transforming and conforming us to the image of your glorious son yes. father continue your work thank right you. here right now and father we bless you for it and we give you praise in jesus in name jesus name amen, amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wednesday night Bible study. We just read, again, Matthew 25, uh, verses 35 through 40. And this is Jesus, amen, talking about the least of these. And in, in a word, he's saying, listen, when you do things for the least of these, um, you are doing it unto him. Amen. And so we, we, we take that word to heart. And, and tonight I just want to talk to you a little bit, amen, and um, about answering the bell. Mm -hmm. About answering the bell because, you know, um, throughout the Bible, not just here, but throughout the Bible, we know that it is the heart of God to care for the less fortunate. Indisputable. We see it throughout the entire Bible. Here we read it where Jesus phrases it in caring for the least of these. Yes. Those who are thirsty and hungry, uh, the foreigner, those who are naked, uh, those who are sick, those who are in prison. Jesus says when you, when you look after these unfortunate ones, the least of these, what, what you do to them, I take it personally. It's like you doing it for me. Yes. That is the heart of God. The heart of God is to look out for the less fortunate as Amen. people of God, to be used by God, to touch and transform other people's lives with the love of God that we have in our hearts. That's what God wants us Amen. to do. And, you know, right now where we find ourselves um, in the midst of this coronavirus, um, there's something that's on my heart, and I actually had a conversation with God about this the other day. But before getting to that, I'll just share with you, you know, most of you know that God made me a lawyer. <laughs> that's right, blame him, praise God. <laughs> Amen. If you got any lawyer jokes, blame him, praise God. Uh, I like to say I'm a college dropout, but God made me a lawyer. He Amen. opened the door, and he, and he transformed that failure into success. But as a lawyer that's practiced for, for a little while, you know, I, I often counsel or encourage young lawyers and law students to be careful of something. And, and especially in negotiations, especially when trying to resolve a dispute with someone else. I, I counsel them to be careful about adopting the language 
of the other side. Yes. Of using the way they phrase the issue and talking about the issue using their phrasing. Of taking their word structure and their sentence structure and using the key words that they're using and now trying to resolve the dispute. And often I'm asked, well, what's the big deal? Well, here's the, here's the big deal, potentially. There's a great potential that as you adopt their language, you need to understand they phrase that issue in a certain way that's beneficial to them. Right. They're using the language that's beneficial to them. They're using the phrasing that benefits them. If you now start talking in that language, even though that's not how you see the issue or anything, next thing you know, you're talking in the language that's beneficial to them. Yes. Yes. So you have to be careful sometimes of adopting the language of the other side. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? Because right now we find ourselves as we, you know, uh, are going through this situation with the virus. Um, there's phrases that are being used out there. And I want to be careful right here to say we're talking about words. We're not talking about science. We're talking about words right now. Yes. And God says that we need to be careful with words. Death and life, amen, are in the power of the tongue. Yes. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We're not talking science. We're talking words. And some of the phrases that are out there, I want to talk about something in particular. There's a phrase that we have heard and continue to hear as we go through this pandemic. And that phrase is something called social distancing. Mm -hmm. We've heard that phrase. Uh, we read that phrase every day. We yes. hear that phrase every day. And it's a phrase that if you were to go back six, seven, eight weeks, it was a phrase you didn't even know. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's become such a part of the discourse now. Social distancing, social distancing, social distancing. We hear that a lot. And again, I'm not talking about whatever science may be associated with social distancing. I'm talking about the word, the phrase. And, um, you know, I had a conversation with God the other day about this phrase because I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking to God and I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't like this phrase, right. social distancing. Mm -hmm. And I don't use it. And, but I was telling the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't like this phrase. And, and I actually asked him, <laughs> believe it or not, why don't I like this phrase? <laughs> why shouldn't I ask God? He knows me better than I know myself. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so I asked the Lord, why does this phrase bother me? And in the course of our conversation back and forth, the Lord helped me to see something. And, and he helped me to see why I don't like this phrase. I don't like the phrase social distancing because it's inherently inconsistent. Social distancing. Mm. There's nothing social about distancing yourself from another human being. Amen. Right? I know this phrase sounds like it makes sense, but when you think about it, it doesn't. And again, I'm not talking about the science. Let's be clear about that. I'm talking about the words. Yes. Social distancing is inherently inconsistent. In fact, when you distance yourself from another human being, that is the epitome of being antisocial. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> right? Yes. So there's nothing social about distancing ourselves. 
from other human beings. Um, but yet this is what we're doing um, because again, this is the, the phrase of the hour, right? Um, and again, whatever merit it has in terms of science, listen, I follow the protocols just like anybody else. If I go outside, I keep my distance Amen. and, and mm -hmm. I make sure I don't crowd other people's space. So I'm, I'm, I'm respectful of that, but it doesn't mean I have to adopt their language. Amen. You see what I mean? It doesn't mean I have to adopt that language. You know, um, but there's something just strange about it. You know, my wife and I went for a walk the other day in the neighborhood and uh, get some fresh air, get some exercise. And, you know, someone was coming on the sidewalk from the opposite direction. And my wife and I and the other people who were coming in the other direction, we, we both did the same thing. We moved to the side. We moved to this side. They moved to that side. You know, we, we created the distance, gave ourselves a distance. And then we did this. We waved, you know, you know how black folk do, all right now, <laughs> you know, that's how we do, all right now, <laughs> if you grew up where I grew up, you know what that means, all right now, <laughs> you know, we just wave from the side, and, and as, as my wife and I kept walking, we said, this is where we are now, yeah. we're in a world now where we first create distance between ourselves, and then we wave, all right now, all right? And I understand, again, whatever science might be involved in that. But that is where we find ourselves. Yes, yes. Creating distance and calling it something nice and quaint. Social distancing. When there's really nothing social about it. And then here's the other thing. With this word or this phrase comes another key word. And that word is practice. Yes. Right? We're told to practice social distancing. So now we're taking this word that is inherently inconsistent and potentially dangerous in terms of our spiritual walk. And we'll get to that in a minute. Mm -hmm. And we're told to practice it. Wow. So we should practice social distancing. And how many of you know that whatever it is that you practice, if you are diligent and consistent with it, you will master it. Whatever you practice, you get better at it. When I was a boy, I, I took piano lessons and I had to practice. And I found that the more I practiced, the better I got at yes. playing the piano. Mm -hmm. Athletes find themselves getting better at their sport the more they practice. Mm -hmm. And we're told that we should practice social mm -hmm. distancing. So the phrasing now that's in our ears day after day and before our eyes day after day is what? Practice social distancing, practice social distancing, practice social distancing. And I believe for people of God, this is dangerous. And the reason why I say that is because there's going to come a time where people of God are going to be called upon to answer the bell. Jesus. What do I mean by that? That this pandemic is not going to last forever. Amen. Amen. It's not going to last because there are too many spirit-filled people who are diligently praying unto the God of their salvation to put an end to this, yes. right? Amen. Time is not going to do it because time does not heal any wounds, <laughs> despite the, you know, the time heals all wounds. Time heals nothing. What heals is God. God is a healer and God is going to move in this earth and he's going to rid this earth of this virus. I believe that. 
There are people who believe that. There are many people in yourself praying for the end to this. And when that end comes, right, the people of God are going to be called upon to answer the bell. What bell? The bell that is going to signal the tremendous need Jesus. that is going to be out there in the earth. There are going to be thousands upon thousands of people who are going to be in desperate need. They're there right now. In fact, there's an opportunity to answer the bell now, but once we are able to move about our communities again, once, once we're able to resume some sense of normalcy again and do some sense of gathering and getting around each other again, we're going to come face to face with tremendous need in the earth. We're going to come face to face with what we read in the scripture here. Yes. The least of these, those who are thirsty and hungry, and, and, and those who are needy, and those who are afflicted, and, and, and those who are sick, yes. and those who are poor, Amen. and those Amen. who have all kinds of needs that God can, can meet. But he's going to need his people to step forward. Come on, somebody. To step forward, not step away. Not to create distance, but to step forward in the love of God to meet those needs. But if we have allowed the phrasing of the hour to get into our spirit, practice social distancing, practice social distancing, practice social distancing, distancing ourselves from other human beings, we may find that we have gotten very good Jesus. at separating ourselves from people when we're called upon by the spirit of the living God to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to go into all the world and be a living epistle, to go into all the world and demonstrate the love of God to a, a lost and dying world, a hurting world, and a world that when we come out of this, it's going to be tremendous need all around us. Yes. And that is why when we talk about practice social distancing, listen, follow the protocol of the science, but don't allow those words Death and life in the power of the tongue. Don't allow those words to get so deep into your heart and deep into your soul that you become better at it. And I'm telling you, we can come better at it and we won't realize it until the bell sounds. Mm, and the Jesus. bell is going to sound. Mm. Now, you know, during this time that we are uh, on lockdown, right, we've been talking about, hey, do do things that you couldn't do or you've been putting off or whatever and so you know one of the things that um you know we're doing here in our household amen me and, and my wife my wife and i uh uh we are we're exercising more and more right and a couple of weeks ago god told me <laughs> that i should it put into my exercise routine some what do you call it chin-ups Mm -hmm. And I have a chin-up bar in, in, in the garage. And he told me uh, to do this many chin-ups and this many dips. And it was a low number. <laughs> and you know, come on. That's all? I could do that. And God said, listen, for the next few weeks, just do this many chin-ups mm -hmm. and this many dips. So 
Okay, listen, I, I, I practice obeying God. How about that? So <laughs> glory to God. You want to practice something, practice that. And so, amen. amen. And so, so I do it. I'm doing what God told me. And here's the funny thing. The first time out, I'm doing the, the small number that he told me to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. A brother struggled. <laughs> a brother struggled. But I've been following what he's told me for the last couple of weeks. And then over this past weekend, I go and I to, to, to my, and he also told, he told me, do it three days and take a day off. Three days, take a day off. So I'm following what he's telling me to do. And after a couple of weeks, I went to do it the other day. I was knocking them out. <laughs> but here's the thing. I didn't walk around feeling any stronger. Mm. I didn't look any stronger. In my mind, I wasn't any stronger. But when I went up to that bar to do the exercise, I found out that what I had been doing for the prior weeks had paid off. Right. And now I was stronger. And I was able to do the exercises better. But I didn't even know it mm -hmm. until I was actually now in the process of doing the exercise. What's the point? See, we won't know how good we get at this social distancing until we're put in a situation where God's going to say to us, go meet that need. And now you're going to find yourself going, oh, 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 right? Because now your heart is so filled with creating distance between yourself and another human being that you have gotten better at that thing. Wow. And sometimes the change is imperceptible. You won't know it until you find yourself in a situation where you're called upon to exercise the thing. And that's why we need to be careful. Because when this bell sounds and we look across the landscape of this earth, we're going to see families hurting. We're going to see people hurting. Yeah. That's what we're going to see. And we need to understand that the heart of the God that we serve wants us to look after the orphan, the widow, the needy, the poor, the afflicted, yes. and the oppressed. That's the heart of God. That's who he's calling on us to look after. And when the time comes, as I said, when we come out of this, the church, the people of God, will have a tremendous opportunity to touch this earth yes. with the love of God in, in, in so many ways and perhaps Amen. more ways than we have seen in recent times. And we need to be ready to answer the bell. Amen. And we're not going to be ready to answer the bell if we allow to get into our heart this idea of creating distance between ourselves and other human beings. Wow. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. Mm -hmm. We can't allow when God is saying unto us, go and touch and go and meet and go and vindicate and go and relieve the oppressed, the needy, the afflicted. We can't allow some phrasing of the hour, amen, to contaminate amen. our spirits. Right. And don't underestimate the power of words. Um, and I want to read a couple of scriptures tonight. Um, the first is in James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Verse 27. In James chapter 1, verse 27, it says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, 
to visit the fatherless and widow in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. If we're truly going to be walking in the heart of God, we need to be concerned about the fatherless and the widow and the afflicted. We don't go away from them. Amen. We go to them. We visit them. We, we, we go to them to meet the need. That is what God wants us to do. You know, in Isaiah, if you can go there with me, Isaiah chapter 1. In the book of Isaiah chapter 1, God was talking to his people who were very good at doing church. Mm. They were very good at keeping the feasts and and doing the service. How many of you know there, there are certain people among us who are good at doing church? Yes, they know indeed. how to, you know, they, they know all the rhythm and flow. They know how to put on a church service. Mm -hmm. um, God had a message for people who knew how to do that, but yet didn't have their hearts toward the least of these. And if you look in Isaiah chapter 1, uh, verse 10, it says, Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the Lord our God, ye people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, says the Lord? I am full of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he-goats. When ye come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They are trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when ye make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Mm. Now watch this. Learn to do well. What's doing well? Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Mm. See, God is saying, see, if you're going to be doing all these things, but you're not seeking justice, you're not relieving the oppressed, you're not uh, vindicating the fatherless and pleading for the widow, then I don't want to see your services. I don't want to hear your prayers. I don't want to hear you praising and doing all those things. Wow. Because what's more important, God wants to touch this earth with his love. Amen. God so loved the world, man, that he gave. And so he wants us to be in a position of being able to give, to give of ourselves, our talent, our resources, to give of our time uh, to those who need. And again, when the bell sounds, when God puts an end to this, and understand yes. when I say God puts an end, I know people are looking for the president. When is he going to open up the country? When are the governors going to open up the country? Listen, we lift up our eyes to the hills from whence cometh our help. <laughs> our help comes from the Lord. Amen. So we keep our eyes on God. And when God ends this, when he sounds the bell, Amen. are you going to be in a position to answer it? Right. Or are you going to become an expert at creating distance between yourselves? Right and other people. That's the question of the hour right now. Amen. And God wants us to, to continue to be his ambassadors in the earth and his ambassadors take his love wherever it's needed. Yes. And they Amen. do it in ways that are tangible 
as well as spiritual. Amen. Amen. Now, Psalm 68 and 5 talks about the heart of God. It says that God is a father to the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. Mm -hmm. See, that's that's God. He's a father to the fatherless and a judge of the widow. He vindicates the widows. Uh, Psalm 146 and 9 says that God cares for orphans and widows. He cares for them. And Psalm 82 and 3 says, Defend or vindicate the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. Mm. That's what God is. That's what God wants us to do. Amen. God's will is for us as his people to relieve or to or vindicate the suffering of those around us. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. And if we know that's his will, then we have to recall what Jesus said when he was teaching us how to pray, right? Our Father mm -hmm. who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, but thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, God's will on earth is for his people to meet the needs amen. of the least of these, amen? Right. And we can't do that if we become good at drawing away from people instead of drawing nigh to them, mm. amen? And so, we need to be careful. And again, I want to emphasize, I'm not talking about the science. So let's not, right, if anyone's tuning in in the middle and saying, what are you talking about? Why are you against social distancing? I'm not, the science, we're not talking about that. Follow the protocols of the hour. Just be careful about adopting the language of it because it could imperceptibly get into your spirit Yes. Get into your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions. And remember what we said uh, a week or so ago, right? Your soul is a deciding factor. Yes. If something gets into your soul, yes. it's the deciding factor. And so we got to be careful what we allow in our mind, our will, and our emotions. And we have to guard it. Amen. We have to guard our heart. We have to guard our minds, right? Bring into captivity every thought, right? We're told to what? The obedience yes. of Christ. Christ. We have to take control of those things, Amen. and I believe that's what God is calling us to do. So the, the, the point is here is that we don't allow our, our hearts to grow distant. Amen. We don't allow our minds or our souls to grow distant because of the language that is being used now in a different context. Yes. Amen. But it can spill over. And, and, it, and it can contaminate, it can change, it can alter the way we're supposed to act. Amen. Amen. You know, I was, um, the other day I was reading um, in the book of Exodus, amen, about the plagues that God put on Egypt. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. And the ninth plague was the plague of darkness. And it was some kind of darkness because the Bible says that it, that it was a darkness that could be felt. <laughs> yeah, that's dark. I mean, yeah, that's, that's some kind of darkness right there. Mm -hmm. It was a darkness that, that could be felt. Mm -hmm. And it was a darkness that covered the land of Egypt for three days. Mm -hmm. And it said for those three days, those Egyptians, they did not move. Mm 
Right. It was a thick darkness. It was a heavy darkness. It was a darkness that you could feel. Hmm. But the Bible also says that while this darkness had afflicted the land, that there was light yes. in the children of God's houses. Yeah. Amen. Praise God for that. Amen. That in the midst of darkness, heavy darkness, darkness that can be felt, there's light mm -hmm. in the people of God's houses. I believe that the same holds true at this hour as well. Mm -hmm. I believe that those who are walking faithfully with God and who are trusting God still have light in their houses Amen. in this dark time. Amen. Right? But why do you have light in your house? Listen, you don't have light in your house for any different reason than God blessed the ground of that man. Yes. What man? The man whose, whose ground was blessed and he had more and more crops. Mm -hmm. And he said, look at all these crops. What am I going to do? And he said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to build a bigger barn. Yes. And I'm going to put my crops in my barn and I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. merry. And God called that man foolish. Mm -hmm. King James Version says he was a fool. Thou fool, thou soul is required of thee this night. And then who shall those things be? Right. God doesn't want us to build bigger barns. Right. So this man's ground was blessed. All he thought about was, I'm going to take my ease. I'm going to enjoy the blessings of God and I'll be good. Mm -hmm. See, to me, that's the same as, a, as people of God now who have been blessed in their house. That in the midst of this darkness covering the earth, God blesses your house with the light of healing, with the light of strength, with the light of his life and of his love. And then you enjoy that and you are comfortable in that. And that's it. No. God wants those blessings that are in your house yes. to now motivate you to bless others around yes. you with the very yes. blessings that he blessed you with. Amen. That's why your house has light in the midst of darkness. Amen. Yes. That's why you have prosperity in the midst of lack. Yes. That's why you have health in the midst of sickness and disease, yes. poverty Amen. and lack. It's because Amen. God wants you to stand out. Right. And to demonstrate how his love and his faithfulness in your life. And now you take that message to other people. And when they say, oh, thank you, you say, don't thank me. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Glory to God Amen. so that he can receive the praise, the glory and the honor that he deserves. Yes. That's where we are right now. Amen. Amen. That's where we are. And so we praise God for the scientists. Mm -hmm. Amen. We praise God for the health experts. We praise God for all of the officials who are giving strategies and guidance, amen, to help keep us safe mm -hmm. during this time, mm -hmm. amen. Because listen, if that guidance wasn't there, can you imagine? I know. So let's not get mad at it. <laughs> so we're thankful for that. Mm -hmm. And again, we're not against the science. But we're, what we're saying is be careful about the words, amen, yes. and understand that as much as you, 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 you follow the protocol of creating distance among yourselves and among others in public during this time, don't allow that to create for you a new normal. Amen. 
because there's nothing normal about that. Not at all. <laughs> Amen. There's nothing normal about distancing yourselves from other human beings, especially if you're a person of God Amen. who has a who has a, a an anointing and a mission on your life to go into the world, preaching and demonstrating the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And um, as we saw in Matthew 25, which is our foundational scripture tonight, Jesus is looking for how we treat the least of these, his brethren. Amen. And, you know, we can't be treating them from afar. Amen. We can't be, as my wife and I, you know, we wave and go, all right now. Or as James say, you can't just say, be warm and be filled and then go on your way. Amen. You're going to have to come up, give give something to drink, give something to eat, give some clothing. Amen. Amen. Give up yourself and and not be afraid of drawing closer so that people can see the love of God in your heart, the love of God in your eyes, and feel the love of God that comes from your spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So there's going to come a time to answer the bell. And I'm confident, amen, that... Those of us who truly are walking and, amen, those of you who are walking with the heart of God, you'll be ready to answer this bell, amen, Amen. Uh, because you would not have allowed anything but the word of God to continue to saturate your heart. That's right. Amen. 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 Let's pray tonight. Glory to God. Father, we bless your name and we thank you, Lord. Glory to God for the privilege of being called ambassadors of Christ. That means we are the officials of of your government, of your kingdom. And Father God, you call us to make a difference in the earth. Father God, give us the wisdom to follow the protocols of the day, O God, as far as our health in this current environment. But, Lord, protect our hearts and our minds from adopting the language and, Father, letting it contaminate our spirit to interfere with your will, which is to go forward and to meet the needs of the least of these in our midst. Father, we thank you right now for your wisdom. We thank you right now for your for your grace, your mercy, and your love. And we thank yes, you, God, Father. for your teaching. Yes. And, Father God, that you're mindful of us where we are and you're preparing for us for the time when that bell sounds. And when it does, O oh God, we shall be ready as your people, O oh God, to go forward in the earth yes. and to meet the yes. tremendous needs that will be there. And we'll do it, O oh God, uh, through the love of God in our hearts and father we just thank Thank you and bless you for the opportunity and the privilege to go forward as your representatives and make a difference glory to god to make a difference in this earth yes may you be glorified in it all and father we just bless you and we praise you for it tonight in the name of jesus father we pray now thank you jesus for those who are watching those who are listening oh god we pray for blessings to be on their homes we pray for continued health healing and strength oh father for them and for their loved ones and father god may you continue to smile down upon us all and and bless us with your everlasting love and your mercy that endures forever and father we bless you and we praise you for it And we lift up our hands and we thank you, dear God. We love you tonight and we give you praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, praise God. Um, See you next time. Amen. Praise God. We'll see you on Sunday. Amen. But continue to follow God. And uh, as as the Lord said unto us tonight, let's be ready to answer the bell. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord.